Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You stopped with Roberto Clemente. Henry Aaron was the greatest right fielder of our generation. Baseball. You've got something against baseball? No, I like baseball. I just never understood how you guys can spend so much time discussing it. It's time for Hit and Run. You don't know how to play first base. Scott? That's right. It's not that hard, Scott. Tell him, watch. It's incredibly hard. Three hours of Chicago baseball talk every Sunday from 9 to noon. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Starring Barry Rosner and Joe Ostrowski. What's our record, Larry? Eight and 16? Eight and 16. How'd we ever win eight? It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Hit and Run on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago's Sports Station. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts, buy me some Cracker Jacks, and I don't even care if we ever get back in us. A row, row, row for the home team. And if they don't win, it's a shame. And it's one and it's two and it's three strikes you're out. That's that old ball game. Good morning, baseball fans here in Chicago and listening around the globe on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, live from the Hyundai Studios. This is Hit and Run, The Score's venerable baseball show. I am Barry Rosner, and my partner in perpetuity, <laughs> at least for this week, is Joe Ostrowski. We'll be with you until noon. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Roz. I'm back. I think I'm uh, recovered. It only took a full week at this age. It's good to have you back. You uh, you were in Vegas last weekend. Yeah, and uh, that's I didn't really tell you much because you, you t- don't you don't want to hear it. I actually you actually haven't told me anything. We've had multiple conversations during the week, and I did not bring it up for a reason. Every conversation was about golf, so uh, you'll have to tell me off the air. Is it good or bad? Just tell me that. Mostly bad. Are you going to look at me as a father or as a uh, friend? <laughs> no, it as depends a, how you look at. As an uh, ad, as an addict, I want to know if you have. I'll a... give you one uh, one fact. Okay. Factoid from last Saturday night. Give yeah. me some thoughts on that for a sec. <laughs> the private party I was at, Dennis Rodman was in attendance. Well, <laughs> I don't I don't see that as a good thing. So, okay. <laughs> okay. that can only lead to bad if Rodman's in the. Well, group. I know it was yeah. No, no wonder you had trouble recovering. Here's what we have planned for you today. As always, lots of Cubs and White Sox conversation with you in the first hour and throughout the show. We hope you'll join us at 312-644-6767 at 10 o'clock. Tom Hamilton, the voice of the Indians for nearly 30 years, will be here to talk 
Cleveland baseball at 11. Bart Winkler of 105.7 The Fan in Milwaukee stops by for a few minutes. We will talk about the second-place Brewers. 11.25, it's our weekly visit with the score's very own Bruce Levine. Our producer, director, engineer, and intern is Eli Hershkovich. I am at Barry Rosner on Twitter. Joe is at Joe0670. The Hit and Run account is Hit and Run 670. You should always follow that for show updates. The phone number, as you know, is 312-644-6767. You can also join in at 6711 via the text zone on the score. If you text us, you'll get a text back acknowledging your text standard message and data rates may apply. This hour is brought to you by Schaumburg Honda Automobiles. When searching for a new Honda, search for SchaumburgHondaAutos.com. i got to search for a new car, Joe. My car is approaching 130,000 miles. That's funny because I, I noticed yesterday I'm at 120 now. Ooh. I'm getting up there. Wow. See, you were wondering when you were at 100, what is there supposed to be a party or something? <laughs> what should I do besides taking a picture? Yeah. Do, I don't I, know. I guess, I guess nothing. I just want it to turn on. That's all. Well, My concern is what day does it just not turn on? A few times it, I, I thought it was the day. And it got. It took like five times, or finally. Oh, so it's an awful feeling. I'm approaching that time. Yeah. Or you're driving down at you know four o'clock in the morning for radio or something like that, oh, and it just stops. I'm on the Kennedy. It, it just stops. It just says that's it. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Forgot the part about driving 90 miles an hour and it stops. Yeah, yeah that that that'll be fun when that day happens. So I uh, I do think about it. So maybe I should uh, I should go to. SchaumburgHondaAutos.com and start searching. Joe, uh, lots going on with uh, both Chicago teams. Uh, mm-hmm. We will get to the White Sox momentarily. Ooh. John Lester's outing yesterday, um, interesting on so many levels. I mean, we have talked for probably six to eight weeks now about his peripherals and what they indicated and what might be coming. Yeah, we have. Some people think they had the exclusive, but yeah, we've talked about it. It's not always an absolute indicator of what's going to occur. In fact, sometimes, look, I said it about Montgomery a couple of weeks ago and his last two outings have been terrific. So analytics don't tell you everything. Analytics are not foolproof. Analytics uh, are not guarantees. They're not a perfect uh, way to look back. They're not a perfect way to look forward. But sometimes they offer you clues. And I think in the case of Lester, that's exactly what it was doing. Yeah. And the thing is, with this defense, Lester had a phenomenal season in 2016. We all know that with over the course of the year, a 2-4-4 ERA, and he was in the hunt for the Cy Young. Uh, He was in the top three in voting, I believe, with Hendricks. And the thing is, the peripherals were bad then, too. But you had a great defense. The guy knows how to pitch at Wrigley. You know what else you had? You had your own catcher behind the plate. Yes, you did. So maybe, yeah, David, right, David I mean, Ross. Is that why he's throwing more curveballs now? Does that have anything? I mean, is it is, is sure? That, is that possible? That could have something to do with it. Oh, of course, of course. But it, it, it's not analytics. That's a magic potion. It's common sense is what it is. We're talking about a 34-year-old pitcher. With a lot of miles. With a, a lot of miles on that arm. Who has gone deep into the postseason many, many, many times, including including 2015 and 2016. And last year, maybe not as deep as previous seasons, but, uh, I mean, think about the, what do you go, three-plus in a relief effort 
against against Washington in one of those games? I mean, all right. that all that stuff adds up. He has one of the lowest strikeout rates in his career. He's thirty four year, years old. He has the highest, by far, hard hit rate in his career. And I know, well, that's analytics show. It's it's just all common sense. If you're watching the games, you don't even have to look at those numbers. You see it because you've watched a good portion of John Lester's career. If you're only watching games on the north side since 2015, you see it and you knew it was going to happen. You know what else you see? And you saw it yesterday. If you actually watch games, and a lot of people don't watch any games. They just, you know, they go to whatever website they use and they don't actually watch anything. If you're watching it, it's not that complicated. It's pretty simple. If execution is bad, I mean, you can you can throw 99 with wipeout stuff. If your execution is bad, you're going to get your brains beaten. If you're throwing 91 and your breaking stuff isn't as good as it used to be and your execution is bad, well, you're going to get your brains beaten. I mean, it's not the, – the location yesterday was bad. I'm sure Lester would tell you that. I mean, that's essentially what Madden said is bad execution, bad location. And – that's why the ball gets hit hard, and that's why it gets hit far. Against a very deep lineup. Last five starts for Leicester, an ERA of 10-3-2. Opponents are hitting 383. Opponents have an OPS of 1205 Ooh. in the last five starts. Ooh. So we've talked all year, Barry, about how this team doesn't have a number two starter. Do they really have a number three? They're just littered with a lot of fours. We don't know what Cole Hamels is going to be throwing his first Wrigley start uh, tonight against Max Scherzer. But that's camp miss, by the way. That's camp miss. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's good. It's, turn yeah. down the very, sound. Very little sleep for me. Yeah. Uh, you know, just turn down the sound. Listen to 670, the score. But you that's camp miss TV tonight. Yes. No question. I mean, I, I, I will. We'll get into it later. There, but Max Scherzer, there's a guy I'd pay to see. And, and on the other side, you have Hamels the first time at Wrigley. You want to see what's going to happen there. First two starts, the numbers look good, but he's been giving up a lot of hits. Is that going to come to an end today over on the north, tonight on the north side? Damn, I had tickets, and they, they made that TBD and night game, so I can't go. Barry, oh, that would have been a great game to go to. Well, you're not going to sleep anyway. What's the difference? Uh, well, the difference used, is probably a couple hours. You're used to right? work, You're used to working on no sleep. Yeah, that's, that's pretty Well, if the accurate. game ends at 11, which inevitably it will... You can't just you just don't fall asleep. Do they have a number one? Not right now. They don't have a number two. I mean, right now their best pitcher is Cole Hamels. Yeah, that's <laughs> not his, a joke. At, based that, on his two starts, he's their best starter right now. How do they? Do they still have the best record in National League? And Cub fans, how get, how some some Cub fans? I, I don't think a lot, but some Cub fans get mad about this. They you know they. They think we're being hypercritical. They think we're being mean to their team. They think we're overlooking the fact that, as you just said, they're the best team in the National League. They're still the best team in the National League. They're yep. still going to win this division. But it doesn't mean you you can't be concerned about who's going to pitch for them in the postseason. Boy, what if you lose Tuesday, Wednesday? I mean, this week, this series, the division might be tied. It could happen. Talk about the Brewers with Bart Winkler at 11, but... There, there's, is there a lot to love about the Milwaukee Brewers? Is there a lot. Is there a lot to no. love about any team in the National well, League? Well, okay, it's a lot to love about the Brewers. There are aspects of their team you love. You love their defense. You love their bullpen. You like certain parts of their lineup. 
and then the question, yeah, you get to the starting pitchers. But nowadays, the game has changed, right? So is the importance of starting pitching as large? Because you're looking for five innings, especially with that bullpen. But you better get five. And really, you better get six or seven. Yankees are looking for three. <laughs> and they're not getting it. Right, right, I know. They're not getting it. See, that's the that's the thing. You can you can talk about bullpenning all you want, but you better have seven or eight or ten really good arms, and you better be able to use them every single day. Yankees have six more wins than the Cubs. You mean that wild card? <laughs> and the Red Sox are just frightening. Oh my God! They have to go thirty-two and eleven to reach one hundred and sixteen wins to tie the record. That could happen. Oh yeah, that could happen. Eighty-four and thirty-five. They never lose. Aaron Boone said it last week. They never lose. Every day we look up, they're winning again. <laughs> and they beat the Yankees' brains in last weekend. Did you play the Red Sox while you were out there? That was some e- that was some easy money. Yeah. No, I did not. I don't know what I was doing. Well, I know what you were doing. <laughs> you were face down in a gutter Pretty for much. 72 hours. <laughs> Pretty much. People were like, did you bet this? Did you bet that? I'm like, I do that at home. In Vegas, I'm not gambling. I mean, I am, but it's not number one. You were lying down on the craps table, like uh, <laughs> like Zach in The Hangover. You're just just face down on a craps table. Pretty close, sir. You're gonna have to leave the casino. I got uh, I passed out once uh, in the Treasure Island Sportsbook with a bag of Jack in the Box tacos, <laughs> and they threw me out. <laughs> I said, "Sir, you're gonna have to leave." I said, "Well, <laughs> I was just sleeping. I was like just a homeless man." With my bum out here, I had taken a cab, like bad to the, golf hat. I had taken a This is a really nice golf. Hat. Jack in the box tacos. Yeah, I had taken a cab to go get Jack in the box tacos, and then oh, I bad. Then I when, fell when you're hungry and it's three four a.m. there, which means it's five six here, and and you're walking. I checked. Listen to this. I checked. I checked uh, my Fitbit steps like the next day. <laughs> Would you average like ten miles a day? The one day I had, the one day was over 20,000 steps. Yeah. The Saturday hours were over 20,000. And then that, I mean, and then it turned into Sunday and that continued. It was like, the good news is there's food like every 50 feet. So, yeah, but no, but there are options out there that you don't have here. So you'll walk like five miles <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> out of your mind. Would you walk all the way down to New York, New York to get a pastrami sandwich or something? No, I walked for – it was dumb, too. I don't know why I had it in my mind because people pump this place up. In-N-Out sucks, okay? But people talk like In-N-Out is so great. It's, it doesn't, and their fries are horrible. Yeah, I don't know what the big deal is. I don't get it. In-N-Out. Well, they don't – it's something they don't have here. That's what I'm saying. I'll take uh, – I mean, if you want something special and you're out west, you go get Jack Tacos. Jack Tacos are I didn't special. know where they were. I don't even know if they're still anywhere near the strip. Uh, no, you got to take a cab. You got to be really, you really have to be a degenerate to, <laughs> okay. to want to do that. Not that you've done that. Uh, more than once. The, um, the, listen, I understand why John Lester pushes back on the analytics. Because it's not really the analytics he's pushing back on. It's the analytics people that he's pushing back on. They're zealots. They're zealots. They're extremists. And they don't watch games. And that offends people who play baseball. Not all of them don't watch games. Not all of them. A lot of them. And it's offensive to those who actually play the game. Because there are other factors. And sometimes there are mitigating factors. 
But you wouldn't know that if you're not watching a game, like on a day when the wind's blowing in 30 miles an hour kind of thing. And that's a, that's a rare example, but it happens. It, it, is, it is the purpose of these people with their group thing to beat down anyone who isn't absolutely conforming 100% to their Bible. If you don't, you will be excommunicated. You will be made fun of. You'll be called Hawk Harrelson. There is no independent thought. You must worship at the altar of fan graphs. Unless Theo says what what John Lester says, well, oh, well, yeah, okay. You know what? Right. Right. Well, Theo believes in momentum, and he believes in confidence, and he believes in fear, and he believes in intimidation. And he believes in the emotional well-being and sometimes lack thereof of his players. He believes in chemistry and camaraderie. You don't sit in a house with Chris Bryant for some 24 hours over the course of weeks learning everything you possibly can about his parents, about his girlfriend, about his friends, about his coach, about his life, unless you think there's more to the game than a spreadsheet. And I think that's why some people push back. Now, there are, there are those, of course, who don't believe in analytics at all. And that's idiotic. Of course. Every bit as idiotic as those who don't believe scouts matter or that heart matters or that there's more to the game than a spreadsheet. The extremes on both sides, of course, are ridiculous. And it's, it, it's an absurd conversation to have. But, but like all bullies, those with the loudest voices are generally the most insecure and the most afraid of being exposed and that's why they will they will spend their time writing or 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 reading about only the things that they believe in. Because you don't you don't learn a lot from only doing that. There's more than one side to it. But I get why he pushes back. But but the I funny understand. thing is though, in, in Lester's comments yesterday, he said, Well, sometimes it's tipping, I don't think it's that. Sometimes it's something mechanical. But he also mentioned luck, which is part of what people are talking about. Like the Babbitt being extremely right. low, betting average of balls in play, meaning that was going to come back to the mean a little bit. He brought that up on his own about luck, and that's one of the things that people are pointing to why regression was going to come to John Lester. Yeah, of all the things I think that we've learned in the last 10 or 15 years, Babbitt might be one of the most valuable. I mean, I, I really like war. I really like FIP. I really like OPS+. Plus. There's a lot of things I really like, but sometimes... There are ba- some, d- defensive metrics I question a lot. Uh, they're, they're, you, the, the, this, defensive metrics are the funniest part because 10 years ago, the, hard, you know, the far right wing of the Sabermetrics party said defense is stupid. It doesn't matter. Right, they right. said closers are stupid. They said closers aren't worth the money. They're 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 a waste of money. Now great now, great teams are built on defense. And with the bullpen. Yeah. It's funny. So but once the group decides that that's the answer, then that's the answer. Uh it's already been suggested that Javi Baez cannot win an MVP as he, he is excluded from MVP conversation because of his on-base percentage. He's excluded. That's it. He's out. Well, <laughs> I mean, have you ever heard anything dumber than that? Ever? Do you watch a game no. and the way that he affects his team every day on the bases and in the field, not to mention at the plate? When we talk to Bart Winkler, let's ask him about Lorenzo Cain and what he's added to that team up the middle. I mean, come on. It's funny how all of a sudden defense matters. I'm old school when it comes down to watch the game. 
<laughs> I agree. I think you should. Are watch you the feeding games. him lines during those post I'm not, games? Okay. I'm not. Um, it's it, the thing about it is though you knew what was going to happen as soon as Lester attacked analytics. You knew what was going to happen. That's very very that is personally hurtful to those who believe in nothing but. Next thing and, we know, John Lester is going to be passed out in the casino with Jack in the Box tacos. I it maybe it's happened. It's possible that it's happened. You knew they'd be spiking the football, though, as soon as he had a couple bad outings. See? Told ya. Told ya. Yeah. You're bad. Yeah, he's 34 years old and has a high walk rate and a low strikeout rate. Yeah. We've been talking about We've been talking about it since, like, the middle of May. But there's like no the, way this is going to continue. That this can't continue. Possible. But now, <laughs> I'm so confused, Barry, because if they go on and win this division, if I had to make a decision today... Pick them out of a hat. I have no idea what the rotation is. Hashtag crapshoot. Well, usually teams that make the postseason have a pretty good idea of what the rotation is and what the order should be. I don't know who's in it. When did we first start asking questions about the rotation? Was it before the end of April? Before the end of April, right? Yeah, April. Well, you saw that chat would start. And and here we are. uh, By my calculations, it's August 12th. And I know that because I just looked at the date. I know. You know that, but it's not TV, so I have to explain that for those who don't hear they, me they say were it wondering. They every... were They were wondering. Wait, he said August 12th. I wonder how he got this information. Analytics. He went to Fangraphs.com. Fangraphs. It's August 12th, and your rotation's <laughs> awful. I mean, what? It Look, was in May, I'm, I'm in sorry. June, in July, yes. I'm sorry, Cub fans. I apologize. I, I, I there. Oh, well, we've got uh, another sim game today, so we're good. Man, right? You know, you add up the sum total of. All right, let's take Lester out of the equation for a second, because for what three and a half months, he was your only starter, really mm-hmm. doing anything. Right. Hendricks up and down, lot of down. Darvish invisible, Chatwood banished, although he is dancing in the bullpen. Like we told him to. (laughs) Dance! Dance! And he's good in mop-up. He's finding success in mop-up. Is he? Really? Is that what's happening? Listen, all that money... Quintana's been mediocre. Barry, all that money they spent on two starters, what they thought fixed the rotation. Now we're sitting here in August, and they have nothing... Nothing out of that. What do we always say about free agency? Mm. Well, it's dangerous. here's the thing. If you, want, if you want to go pic- big picture outside of 2018, they're, they're going to have to take a position player or multiple position players and address starting pitching because it's not any better next offseason too. And they're going to be right back where they were, and they're going to need another starter. I, I guess you, you have to believe in Darvish because you've made that commitment. Yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't have any choice. As as we sit here right now, when the season opens next year, Darvish and Chatwood are both in the rotation, and so is Lester, and so is Quintana, and probably Hendricks. I mean, I can't imagine a scenario in which Hendricks isn't. At least right now, as we sit here right now. So because okay, those year, guys, those guys are all signed and those guys are all paid. Okay, for this year, if you'd make a decision now. Let's let's say Darvish is healthy. Let's say he's there for the playoffs. Who are you removing? 
it's we're, we're saying Hendricks is in, right? And Darvish is in. And Lester's in. Is it Hamels or Quintana? Right now, it's Hamels. But so, I, so you traded Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease, and he's not in your playoff rotation. Well, I, I, you know, look, we're a long way from there. I know we are. I'm just saying it's, it's hard to. This is something we're going to try to figure out next month and a half. Besides which, you could, you you could throw four or five. I mean, you may be in a three-game series. It may not matter. It could be a three-game series. Yeah. Who knows? But I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer. Honestly, I don't know how Montgomery's to answer. Montgomery's definitely out, right? Yes. What if he's great the next month? Then that changes that. We have zero answers on the starting rotation. Correct. Zero. Correct. I, I won't sit here and pretend to have an answer for you. Yeah. Because I don't. I don't have one. Cubs I don't, don't either. I don't know what to tell you. I, I guess you could say, even though what we've seen lately, it has to be Lester. That's your one answer. Well, at least you know he's not going to be afraid. When you get to the when you get to the postseason, he's right. not going to be afraid. You know who else will not be afraid is Kyle Hendricks will not be afraid. As for anybody else, I don't know the answer to that. Well, Hamels I mean, will not be afraid. Add him if if that's what you're going on. Absolutely. Assuming he's part of that conversation, yeah. then yeah, those are the three guys at least you know who are not afraid to pitch in the postseason. The other guys, I don't know. Well, Darvish, who knows? Oh my God, I mean, what what's his last memory of a postseason start? Let's call our guy in Texas again. Oh no, Let's see. people will be leaping <laughs> off buildings. Darvish is not—he's not going to pitch. <laughs> he might not. We'll remember we, another, remember we have another sim game, and then. Mo- He'll go on a rehab stint Fr- remember, at least a couple times. Remember when the clock started on Friday the 13th? And I said, it's a month. It's a month. Generally, it is a month from I'm playing catch again to getting on a major league mound. It's usually a month. That's kind of your standard. It is a month. It's a month. Here we are. And we're still in that. We're still throwing on a rehab. Still throwing sim games. Yeah. I don't have an answer for you. I sit here and I, I throw my hands up and I admit fully that I don't know the answer to any of your questions. I don't know who your game one starter is. I don't know what your rotation is. I don't know. Well, it's up to them. It's how do they perform in six, the next six weeks? Well, and Theo said that a month before the trade deadline. He said, it's up to you guys. Go do your jobs. It's up to you. And three weeks later, they still weren't doing it. And he had to go out and get Cole Hamels. That's it's crazy. It's crazy. This was supposed to be all the experts, every national writer you can think of, the guys go, who go on Twitter every day and make up trade rumors. Every one of them said, <laughs> every one of them said this is a top five rotation. Every single one of them Joe said, top- said it. Joe talked about it, and Theo said, slow down. <laughs> we, what did we just see in 2016? Everybody, relax. We like what we put together. Let's calm down. It's the best rotation in the history of the Cubs. With a 20% walk rate out of one guy. Best rotation in the history of the Cubs like 2016 didn't happen. It's amazing. There's a banner up there, okay? Yeah. Do you remember what was going on? Remember what, what that rotation was doing? Guys that couldn't even make it in the playoff rotation. Come on. I don't know. I just don't know. I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't have a single one as we sit here well, now. The Cubs I don't, don't either. 
They don't. And but you're right about one thing. I mean, you can make fun of Lester all you want, and and you can uh, criticize him for what he says or what he's done on the field of late. Yeah. But the truth is, they won't be afraid to give him the ball in game one because he won't be afraid to take the ball in game one. And at least that's something. At least that's something. What else can you hang your hat on right now? Say the same thing about Cole Hamels, for sure. Mm-hmm. Kyle Hendricks proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that he is not afraid. Why are you laughing? Eli's Because Joe's going to take him out after three innings. So I'm just thinking about the guest we had on a couple weeks back saying how Darvish would be afraid to take the baseball. <laughs> that was that was Mac. Eck Engle. He, Joe wants him on again. <laughs> no. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, sorry, Eli, I know we're late. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we will take your phone calls. Lots of you want to talk about the Cubs rotation. 312-644-6767. Who you would start in game one. How you see the rotation playing out. Your concerns about a team that is the has the best record in the National League. Your concerns about them. We'll talk to you about that. We'll get to the White Sox as well. Lots to talk about with the White Sox. Including a familiar theme that we need to get to. We'll do all that next on Hit and Run on the Score. Hold on now. Yes, I know that. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I was never a Darvish <laughs> guy. No, I really, I thought it was absolutely insane and asinine when they did that with Darvish. I'm like, Theo, you may be a genius, but you look pretty damn stupid right now because that guy's going to burn you. In Game 7, in the World Series last year, if somebody says, Mac, you got to give the ball to either Cole Hamels or you, Darvish, I'm like, I'm giving it to Cole Hamels, and I'm giving it to him, even if his arm has fallen off. Mac Gango with us a few weeks ago here on Hit and Run. This hour of Hit and Run is brought to you by Northwestern football coach Fitz and the Wildcats, host Michigan, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Illinois, and more this fall at Ryan Field. Season and single game tickets are on sale now at NUSports.com. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner with you until noon. The uh, funny thing about the analytics people, Joe, is that yes. they, um, they, they love someone until they have an independent thought. And then they are excommunicated. And this is Bill James last week. Quote, he tweeted this. To a certain extent, the modern game has fallen victim to the OPS delusion. The belief that one point of slugging percentage is equal to one point of on-base percentage. It isn't. A good sequential offense is much stronger than a let's all hit homers hyphenated Mm. offense. Who's been saying that all year? Who's been saying that since day one of spring training? Joe Madden. And And he's been ripped for it all year. By a fraction of the, you know, by the extremists in the Sabermetrics party who believe that there is the home run and only the home run. The game goes in cycles and it will continue to go in cycles just as it is all about bullpens now. I, I have to think we'll get to a point where starting pitchers will begin to matter again because it's not sustainable. It's simply not sustainable. There just aren't enough arms. Yeah, you're just going to continue to use your bullpen up, down, up the, the shuttle to it's not Iowa enough, not enough guys. every single there's not year. There's not enough quality. No. And so you don't train pitchers to throw. I mean, you barely train them to pitch five, let alone six or seven or eight or nine. You don't train them 
to get through the order a couple of times without showing the opposition everything in your arsenal the first time through the order. You watch the first inning now, and a pitcher throws absolutely not a not a guy like Lester who's been around or a guy like Hamels, but you watch them, they're going max effort, they're throwing max velocity, and they're showing you absolutely everything to every batter. Although watching Trevor Bauer last night, there's a guy I pay to watch, Trevor Bauer. Watching him last night was amazing because he's got four different pitches. He can throw 96-97, and it's it's like good luck to you. Although Moncada got him. But again, okay, so the Moncada home run, why did it happen? Bad location. Here's one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. Absolutely destroying lineups this year. It's a bad location. I don't know what it was. It looked like a two-seamer that was supposed to run back in and didn't and just stayed there. It wasn't in far enough. It was up too much. Moncada crushed it. Bad location. Poor execution. That's all. Even a great pitcher can do that. It's not that hard to figure out. But I got to believe that at some point organizations will start to turn the other way and say, we got to start training our guys to throw more innings and to be able to get through a lineup because we just don't have enough arms. It's not sustainable. Well, yeah, there are a lot of different levels to this. Yes. I I don't think it's going to change next year. Oh, no. This is this will take a generation to change. Right, because now what we're seeing is the money is being taken away from the starting pitching. Finally, remember last yeah. year, I, I I said this to you in the middle of last season, I said, why are they paying starting pitchers anymore? Why are they doing it? Well, Why would, why you, would you pay someone all that money to throw five innings? Yeah, Boston you would love pay, to go back in time and take you, that you, money back from Price or Arizona with Granke, sure. You can, you, can pay, you can pay three bums to throw five innings, Right, and there's bums all over. Even the good teams are loaded with bums, and they use them for a week, and they abuse them, and they send them out. It's got. I mean, I. I, I wonder did, if we ever get back to that point with the money. Pro, I, I would guess probably not, because to have a guy over the course of a season, you get him once a week, and if he has a bad outing, and well, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Making so so much of what you can spend as a team, even though there isn't a salary cap. Yeah, I, I don't think we're ever going to get back to that time. Theo's made some mistakes. Uh, lately, a lot, mostly. Can't mistakes. You can't, um, and I'm sure he would look. You think he's sitting there right now thinking Chatwood was a good idea, or thinking that Darvish was a good idea? And you know the ch- what's interesting about the Chatwood one is in an off season where everybody was sitting back, the Cubs striked right away. We want Chatwood. By the way, the analytics people where are they? Loved. Where are they? Loved. Yes. Worshipped. Tyler Chatwood. Yes. It did. But you know he why? also and had the worst year of his life. You know why that's okay, though? Because nothing's perfect. Scouting is not perfect. Analytics are not perfect. Your eyes are not perfect. Your heart is not perfect. Nothing is. Nothing is. It's just all part of it. It all goes into it. But that was a big part of why that guy was so popular this offseason. The home road splits. And pitching at Coors Field so much and pitching poor. And, of course, everybody does that. Well, that you get him out of Coors Field, this is what he's going to be all the time. Well, not so much. Why? Because we're humans. 
You think him changing locker rooms had nothing to do with what was going on? Just changing his whole life? It always does. We see we see it every offseason. We see free, big free agent signing, the pressure's on, new situation, expected to win, guys struggle. We've seen it here with the big money guys every time. There's no metric for that, is every there? Every time. Ask Theo about it. He'll tell you. They expect a certain amount of that because it happens. And you try to find, and that's why they believe character is so important and and hoping that they've got the right guy. But see, you can make mistakes on that too. No matter how tough a guy, look at John Lester. Is there a tougher guy in baseball than John Lester? Is there a tougher guy mentally or emotionally or physically than John Lester? And his first year here, he tried too hard. He tried too hard. He said so. He said, I, I was trying to justify a contract that no human can justify. How strong is Hayward mentally? What he was going through for multiple seasons. And look at what he's done this season. Now we've seen it. And then. Yep. Starfish. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Wow. Wow. That was a mistake. And we were on board with that too. Oh, I we know, I, I know, I was. I was too. I know, I was. You know why? Because that's a guy with no hit stuff. Because that's a guy who, who has the ability to throw a no hitter every time he touches the baseball, and that's hard to find. That's elite stuff. And if it was just about tipping pitches against Houston, then you look past it and you go, "Well, that's that's fixable." That's what they thought it was. I wonder how I wonder how hurt he was in the postseason. Wonder how hurt he was in spring training. Wonder how hurt he was when the season started. I don't know. I don't. Again, this is a mess. I, <laughs> so this is the best record in the NL mess. Yeah, Very here's the strange up and down first half for your Cubby Ball Club. Uh, yeah. Who says Cubbies? Who says that? I, Stand when people Does say anybody that. in Chicago say that? I hear it once in a while, and it annoys me. You're a Cubby Ball Club. And now he's, Eli's just going to keep playing it. <laughs> Great. Yeah, make it unlistenable. Thanks, Eli. Joe's gone for really a week, the show. and then he's just ready to, Boy, was to Eli, explode out. <laughs> Eli was, Eli was so, so... a vacation last week. He huh? was so happy last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a few times he... He was uh, throwing out ideas in the group text between the three of us, and I was just like, shut up. <laughs> That's your usual Don't response. Die. Sometimes it's shut up, and sometimes it's two other words. <laughs> I texted an idea, I think it was two weeks ago, and Joe responded with, Don't care. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> then nobody said anything. Just rude sometimes, <laughs> man. Here's the good news, Cub fans. Your team is in first place, you have the best record in the National League. And uh, you're you're going to win the division, and you're going to be in the postseason, and you have six weeks to try to piece together a rotation. And if you do, you'll go back to the World Series. I mean, that's absolutely possible. In fact, the most popular bet right now in terms of matchups for the World Series is Cubs-Red Sox. So it, I, the, a, a lot of people agree with you if that's what you think. And it's still very possible. It's just we've been asking the question since the middle of April. Four and a and half now, months. And four, now, four and a half months. And now it is the middle of August. By my calculations, August 12th. And <laughs> Stupid. 
yes, it's stupid. Barry, you preach this every year, too. What wins in the playoffs, pitching and defense? They have half. (laughs) (laughs) They have half. Well, and and the other thing, too. You understand why, Eli, right? You understand is that you can't – offenses can run hot and cold and great pitching. What are we seeing? A a well-executed pitch will beat a hitter every single time. And and the other thing is, and we didn't talk about it much because we're focusing on the pitching, and we probably should, but – the hitting, and I know Chris Bryant, he changes so much in that lineup. Let's talk about that, because Joe had an interesting comment about that yesterday. Joe Madden did. We'll talk about that next here on Hit and Run on the Score. Theo, you may be a genius, but you look pretty damn stupid right now. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yes, this is Justin Turner's walk-up music. Is it going to be yet another NLCS with the Cubs and the Wait Dodgers? Wait for your bad breakdown. You wouldn't give it to me during That's the break. That's Joe Ostrowski. I'm Barry Rosner. This is Hit and Run on the Score. Uh, West Loop Tom, okay. a frequent tweeter, uh, did the uh, did the route on uh, Google, yes. Google Maps. It's 16 minutes to... Uh, That's in a car, right? In a, in a Yeah, in a car to Jack in the Box. Jesus. But that would be with no traffic, Ooh. and there's always traffic on the strip. So you so. you were in a you were in a nice state where you, you grabbed the cab and said to Jack in the Box. <laughs> Jack in the Box? Yeah. Can you go through the drive-through? Oh, uh, okay. I got to charge you, you know, for that. I've okay. Ne- I've never had it. Jack in the Box tacos. Where would I? It's very best. Joe Madden yesterday. Was uh, Eli? Do you have that? Do you have the cut uh, where he's talking about the uh, run differential? And um, it was uh, it's something Joe that you and I have talked about where their run differential looks great. And again, if you don't watch the games, you you probably don't know this, but there are there have been some games where they put up huge run totals, and it has skewed the numbers and made it look like their their run scored is probably probably looks better than it than it actually feels like because uh there there's been some huge numbers. And Madden was talking about it yesterday. Um but Eli can't find it. So <laughs> never mind. Anyway, it's something you and I have <laughs> Eli, it's on the cut sheet. Okay, time out for a second here. I was not told we'd be playing this in segments. It's, but it's on the cut sheet. It's only you like said eight. it during the break to him. There's only there's only like eight cuts. We had a conversation in the other room, and we listened to it. What is going? It's on? okay. So, uh, but it, anyway, You're fired I'll, too. I'll just tell you essentially what what Madden said, and that's that they haven't hit really since the break, and. Um, notwithstanding missing Bryant, oh, you we fi- haven't been swinging the bats well. That's there's no question about that. We haven't had, and even our run differential is the residue of some really lopsided games. Also, we haven't had that, so um, we just we have not really struck the ball uh, consistently well. I don't think, um, and the pitching is everything's vacillated. I still think the defense has been our our blo- our cornerstone, but we have to start pitch better. And we have to be more consistent at the plate. Yeah, that wasn't even the right cut. In any case, <laughs> any case, <laughs> at least you're not throwing him under the bus with Mitch in the other room. In any case, 
That's very nice. The point, of you. The, the point is this: they've had some games where they've scored a lot of runs, and it makes the run differential look better than it is. And Joe's aware of that, which is good. I, I I'm not uh, suggesting that you should panic, Cubs fans. Not suggesting you have to panic. It's just there are there are things. The great news is is look around the National League. Who are you afraid of? I know everyone says Dodgers, 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 Dodgers. The Dodgers haven't played consistently good baseball. They've had a ton of injuries. They're still not completely healthy. I don't fear them. They're not the Dodgers of last year or the year before. I mean, maybe they will be. I mean, maybe they're, they're sitting there just like the Cubs right now saying, no, we haven't played the way we should play, but there's time for us to get it together. And if we get it together before the postseason, we could run right through everybody. Sure, that's what they're thinking. You know that's what the Cubs are thinking. Who in the National League East is there to be afraid of? I mean, maybe, you, maybe you'd, I mean, you would fear the Nationals if they got in. But the, the, the clock is ticking, and they're still five games back, and they're still in third place. And they can't get healthy, and their bullpen has some issues right now. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And what's funny, and they trade away some pieces of their bullpen, which... It's been a, yeah, it's been a weird couple of weeks for their bullpen. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, but, you know, it's funny because you look at the best teams in the American League, and I've or in all of baseball, and I always felt that the top three or four at least are in the American League, but they also get to play Baltimore. They get to play the White Sox. They get to play the Royals, and I know the Cubs didn't, weren't able to sweep the Royals like they probably should have this past week, but you don't get those real bottom feeders like you do in the American League over on the National League side, but there isn't a team that you're scared of. Where I would start if they can get in and get it together, the team they're playing this weekend because of the starting pitching, and if they're healthy, the depth of that lineup, that that's still where I start. If they could get in. If. If. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't happen. You know, I say this every year, and you always kind of laugh at me when I say it, but there's there seems to be a team every year. This year there's been more than one, but there seems to be a team every year where they get hurt in spring training, and it just never stops, and they go, yeah, but we're going to get healthy, and it, they just never do. If they don't get, if they don't get in, and they they lose Bryce Harper, which couldn't it could easily happen. Yeah, are they going to fire Davey? I don't think so. It's a bad look, so I don't think they're so. up for doing that anytime. Well, it's not putting gonna co- it all on the manager. It's not going to cost you a lot. No, <laughs> you didn't pay him anything, right? I, I don't I mean look I'm not a I I didn't think it was a good hire but I don't see how you can put this on him. You've done some questionable things over the last couple of years. I don't see how you could put this on him. Let's take a quick call, Joe Riles in Gridley. You're on Hit and Run. Hey Riles, how are you? Doing good, Barry. Um uh thanks for taking my call. Sure. I think you're really onto something about the Cubs. Um I don't like the strikeout or home run mentality of baseball. And Madden oftentimes talks about uh, relentless at-bats. I think what's a real backbreaker to pitchers that are playing the Cubs is when they get somebody 0-2 and it's just hanging around, hanging around until they work a walk. That's a backbreaker. It drives people crazy, and that is really a rally starter. The Cubs have a few guys that do that. Uh, Rizzo can do it. Zobris can do it. A lot of them can do it. And when they do that, 
that's sometimes better than hitting a, a solo home run. Thanks for your call, Riles. I, you know the um, the approach Joe has talked about from day one is keep the line moving, and it sounds old fashioned, but you saw what happened in the postseason last year, and he just didn't want to go through it again. And he's gotten some guys to really change, gotten some guys to really think about a different way of approaching the game, and uh, I don't think it's a bad thing. As we focused on the pitching, the last five games. Runners in scoring position, Cubs are 6 for 34, hitting 176. Is that good? Not good. It's not good. Um, you know what? Eli says I can take one more phone call. Why were you Why it. were you yelling at me to break then? There was no yelling involved. You were yelling, and You're I— You're always—you can't talk I couldn't even yell. hear what Riles was saying because you were yelling at me in my ear. Yeah. Jeff and Decatur, you're on the score. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? <laughs> Hey guys, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for calling. I, I'm apparently, I'm apparently one of only ten in the Cubs fandom that actually is not only supportive of uh, Tyler Chatwood, but also of his signing. He was brought in to be their number five starter. Their number five, and the Cubs are, and I don't remember now, they're two or three games over five hundred when he has started taking them out. I'm not even sure if you can say that about Kyle Hendricks. When they uh, brought John Lester in, I believe the first year after the signing of his contract, I think he went 13-12. and 12. You'll have to check, but barely a 500 pitcher. So I know he's leading the league in walks by a large, mar- large margin, but I think it's stupid to have him sitting in the bullpen dancing or pitching mop-up. Um, he's a number five. And he, like I said, the Cubs have a winning record with him in the game. He eats up some innings. But that, that so. that's luck, though, Jeff. Thanks for your call, and, Jeff. And, and he ate up very few innings. It's just completely luck, and we all knew that. And Come on, man. We made the point about Lester, by the way, and, and, and the, his first year here. And, and I know the argument for Chatwood was as a number 5 starter, but the other thing is, okay, they don't have top-end starters, but look at our five. How many teams have a better five than us? It was about the depth of the rotation. Yeah, and the problem is, is and, and Tyler Chatwood isn't the only problem. Not by a no, long shot. No, 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 no. There's a lot of guys who have given them three-inning starts or four-inning starts and a lot of five-inning starts. Tyler Chatwood wasn't the only But problem. they thought he was a final piece. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to the Indians' Tom Hamilton. We'll get back to your calls after that. Lots of you on hold want to talk about the Cubs. We'll do that with you. Next on Hit and Run on the Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 